right, welcome in Chicago Brothers Bear Show midweek edition. Bears playing the We Are Who They Thought They Were Cardinals Sunday in the late bracket or the late time spot in Soldier Field in Chicago. Andre, I know you were at that very historic Bears comeback. Now, this year the Bears have been the team that's gotten comeback on. Do you, do you foresee another wild one, or is this <laughs> are I, the Bears as a four point favorite, maybe a little more stable? Well, I honestly think that the Bears should just. Um, hmm. I think the Bears are going to win this game. What do I want them to do? We could talk about later, um, but I think the Bears are. I think they're just going to. I think they're going to win this game. I think the turnovers um, keep coming. Bears run the ball, control the clock. Justin Fields does enough to win the game. Um, I mean, anything can happen. Kyler Murray could go off on us. Uh, but I think our defense is good enough to kind of bottle him up, force him into mistakes. And I don't know how many weapons the Cardinals really have. So, Yeah, I wouldn't classify this necessarily like as a gimme for the Bears. I do think one very telling thing is the Bears are now fifth in the NFL in uh, rushing offensively yards per game Arizona is second from the bottom in rushing defense per game right Denver is the only team that plays behind him so I you know would be on the lookout probably for more of a heavy ground and pound type scenario so I I don't necessarily expect it to be high scoring Uh, but if the Bears can run control the clock force Kyler Murray into turnovers which he is prone to do uh, I think the Bears the Bears are the better team, I think, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, I think the Bears are the better team. Um, and, you know, we have a – this year we've proven that teams that – well, at least we have a better chance of winning teams that we should, we should beat, uh, considering – I'm not sure how many teams are actually better than us or we're better than. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Again, I'm kind of seeing this – a lot of these games are are meaningful in the fact that we're still we have this really far outside shot to the playoffs. It's just way out. Uh, like we're super looking in or something like, like that. Like if you want to say you're looking in with binoculars, you, that's how we're looking in right now. Yeah, I mean uh, it's because we're that far away. <laughs> the only way we're seeing the playoffs is right now is like we can see them through binoculars. Um, we're not seeing them because we're like we're right there at the door. But there is a chance. So I think the guys will play hard and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and I think what we have to look at uh, essentially is, you know, the Bears, we talked about this early in the year when the secondary got healthy, they started essentially playing better, right, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But looking at this injury report, it is not great, right? Like Foreman was out for personal reasons today. Travis Homer limited. Tevin Jenkins still in concussion protocol. He's not uh, playing. Jalen Jones, obviously the backup uh, corner, uh, was limited with a calf. Cole Komet is limited with a quad injury. Uh, Mercedes Lewis gets his typical day. Uh, Darnell Mooney is dealing with an illness. Uh, Noah Sewell did not practice. Equinemius still out with a pec injury. And Demarcus Walker uh, with a shin did practice in full. So it looks like he will be a full goal. Uh, for the Cardinals, on the other hand, though, like it, 
this is a team that isn't deep by any stretch of the imagination, right? Arizona is not deep. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown uh, has a heel injury. He didn't practice, right? Greg Dorsich, uh, their wide receiver, also didn't practice. Garrett Williams, the corner, didn't practice, right? Um, Bobby Pierce, uh, you know, the other defensive defensive back was limited as well. So, you know, Arizona's coming in beat up as well. And I think it's just a matter of both of these teams and the Cardinals specifically have to be looking at this game. Like we don't, we don't really want to win this game, right? Like, you know, in the overall standings, right? Arizona's got their pick uh, and Houston's pick. And and if they're going to look at moving on from Kyler Murray and that boat anchor of a contract he's carrying around, right? The higher up they get in the draft standings, the better it is for them. So, I mean, they might already be in full blown, like we're tanking it out, right? Like that was always the assumption at the start of the season was that Arizona is not going to be good, right? Uh, Arizona was projected, I think almost across the board as being, you know, the worst team in football this year. And, and the record show that they are, they are right there, right? Like, I mean, but at the same time, we've seen flashes from Kyler Murray where he just goes off, right? He, he does some miraculous stuff, right? It's like, you know, like the, the Oompa Loompa version of Justin Fields sometimes. And I think the Bears, as we said, winning the turnover battle is going to be critical. But not only that, you've got to score points on the freaking turnovers. We saw it, you know, last week where you get the ball on the two and it's a seven-play drive with multiple penalties against the defense. And that was the only touchdown they scored, right? Like the offense has to do something, but I think Arizona – Zona's run defense or lack thereof is going to be the critical component because the Bears have shown you when they can run the ball effectively, that kind of opens up the rest of the offense. When they're forced to throw, you know, Justin does Justin things, right? Some plays look phenomenal and he does things only he can do, but other plays he's holding on to the ball too long. He's missing a read, you know, he's overthrowing. And Andre, one of the things I wanted to, to, to see if you've noticed or not, is does it look like his connection with Darnell Mooney is just off, right? I I saw reports on that. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't look like. I mean, I think when he when Darnell was the only target for that brief amount of time, he was hitting Darnell fine. I mean, it just seems like they have. Uh, so it, one of two things. I don't know if there's a chemistry problem, right? But it definitely seems he has better rapport with DJ Moore. And I don't know if him and Darnell be, where DJ Moore is and the routes that Darnell's taking up versus DJ. If Justin is either more comfortable with the routes DJ is running or those, those plays and Darnell is like as the primary receiver on some plays, if he's just not as comfortable throwing the ball to him or they're just on the same page, but something's definitely a little off. I don't know if it's like what it is, but you know they they had connection before, like they, they could hit each other, and, and Darnell was his receiver before DJ Moore came on the scene. So realistically, we're gonna see they really need to unlock Darnell Mooney a little bit in this game. And Nicole Komet can play again too. Cause I think the the plan for Arizona is gonna be try to stop our run and double team DJ Moore. Yeah, I mean if I'm, if I'm the opposing team. That's pretty much what I'm doing, and it pretty much is exactly what um, happened to us last week. Yeah, and you know, I I think as you put it, right, in order for the Bears' passing game to work, they've got to find another weapon 
in the middle of the field other than DJ Moore, right? Cole Komet's been great as a red zone target, but, you know, how many balls has he, you know, delivered that are 15, you know, down the field catches, right? It's been a lot of these seven, eight, he runs for two or three. Good, great, you know, touchdown, you know, in the red zone. But, like, is there another player on the Bears that can give you some explosiveness other than DJ Moore? And right now that answer is no. And catch the ball. Yeah, and and just catch the ball. So there's no – Tyler Scott hasn't been that guy. Obviously, Billis Jones is not that guy. So we don't have that guy right now. I mean, Darren Mooney could be that guy. And if he wants to get paid, he should be that guy. But he's just not right now. And, you know, sometimes it's not the receiver that – it just doesn't work out. Like the receiver, coordinator – quarterback combination it just doesn't pan out man so i mean you look at you know Diggs is one of those few receivers that i think if you're a really good receiver it doesn't matter that to me is a qualifier to be like an elite receiver versus a good receiver elite receivers don't care dj moore is the perfect example and he has been consistent production and you don't care who's throwing him the ball he's just that good um you know Diggs. All these guys, you know, all the guys that transferred to different teams, they've gotten more successful maybe because they went to a better team like A.J. Brown, these guys. But they're just good receivers, and they're going to be productive anywhere. So we're going to see if we can, you know, leverage the – if we can beat their their attempts to stop our run and how they're going to do that. It's going to be very interesting of how we're going to attack the perimeter of their defense uh, and can we find gashes up the middle. Because if the Bears are playing well, they can impose their will, and it doesn't matter if you're trying to stop them. They they can just keep 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 you, and then leverage Justin, right? So okay, you want to put all these guys in the box, get Justin on the perimeter, get players on the perimeter. You know, um, we don't actually have a very quick passing game unless you go to the screens, but we don't really do a lot of slants, quick slants, quick ins, quick outs um, very often. And so we're going to see if some of that happens just to get guys, again, on the perimeter. Can we, you know, get our backs involved in the passing game at all? That'd be really nice. Um, I, I do think there's a chance to really open up this uh, defense for Arizona and get some big plays out of him. But in any case, you just got to keep moving the chains and control the clock. And for God's sakes, you cannot let them in the game by turning the ball over. The one thing, the way you're going to lose this game is if you give Arizona too many chances uh, based on mistakes. Yeah, I mean. If you uh, get them on three and out and you have a pass interference or a holding call and you have, you're staying on the field, like if you're going to make, if we make too many mistakes, Arizona will win this game. Yeah, if the Bears defense, you know, is extent, essentially committing those penalties and extending drives for the Cardinals, right? Kyler Murray is talented enough to eventually beat you, Right. He's not necessarily going to do it the first time out every time, but if you give him the, like you said, the, give him those extra chances, you give him a. F- and most teams will, right? Except the Bears. Like you can give the Bears a thousand mistakes, thousand turnovers, and we're one of the few teams. Like, tell you what, well, guys, because they make we'll just still, as many. Like, we'll still lose. No, I mean we. The, I mean last week, yeah, we made some drops and stuff, but holistically, uh, you know, they they made more mistakes than us. Yeah, we still lost. Cleveland, Cleveland, <laughs> make more. That's the thing. 
they made more mis- more meaningful mistakes than we did, and we still lost the game. This is what's so maddening about this team, which you know kind of brings me to my next point of do I want the Bears to win? I was just about to ask you. Yeah. So I honestly think, in my opinion, I, I don't know if the – I think the Bears are going to blow this thing up. I think they're going to – based on coaches, if Tomlin is free or Harbaugh – is maybe on the market like these two guys. I think the Bears are going to blow this thing up if they can. Uh, if, if there's opportunity, they're going to look to do it. So let me say put it that way. I think they're going to look to blow this up. And I mean, from the coach, coaching staff, and Justin, I think they're just going to reset everything. If Again, it, the caveat is if the new coach comes in and says, no, let's build with Justin. I'm, I'm okay with keeping him and whatever they decide. If the new coach decides to keep him, then you keep him, build around him. If not, we, I'm fine. So I'll let them make that decision. But in all, on ter- all essence, I think most probability is you're probably going to trade Justin away, and you're going to re- get rid of Ibraflus, uh, that coaching staff, and you're going to try to re- do a micro reset here uh, with this cap we have, the draft capital we have. Uh, this is a good opportunity to, to do so. So, anyways, in, in in that vein, I hope they don't win this game because we want the Cardinals to not get close to that. With with Carolina winning last week, we we want to secure that first round pick. So we got to have the Cardinals win and kind of get away from that first round eligibility or tie. We don't want them close. And to be honest, it won't matter to us anyways uh, because we're going to be out of the playoffs. So. Yeah, it, really just, mean, it hurts our draft cat. It hurts us as in, in draft positions, both of our draft position and in Carolina's draft position, and we're really not going to make the playoffs anyways. So yeah, and I mean I'm looking at it now uh, via Tankathon, and obviously the Bears hold the number one pick uh, with the Panthers pick, and you know right behind them is New England, and there's one win separating. If for whatever reason their two records end up tied now. That, Currently, their strength of schedule is a dead heat. Uh, that is the next tiebreaker after wins and losses. So, you know, that would essentially flip the Bears pick from one to potentially two, right? Arizona is also behind them, but their strength of schedule is harder. I don't think they can make up that difference. Uh, and then after them is Washington with four wins. But the Bears currently hold the fifth overall pick. If they win another game, they go from fifth to at best 10th right like you're dropping five spots that could make a load of difference early on right like you know you're talking about obviously they're taking a quarterback or marvin harrison jr i think that's in the bears camp the two name two things is either caleb williams or marvin harrison if we walk out of this draft without one of those two names people are going to be furious right uh, but with that fifth pick you're looking at potentially a, a top tier offensive lineman a top tier pass rusher right like there's a dramatic difference in talent between the top five guys. And then, the you know, yeah. once you get to that 10, 11, 12 range and the bears yeah. are looking at another easy game against the, well, never, I guess no game is easy for the bears, but a very winnable game against Atlanta next week before they go to Lambeau. And if the bears, you know, pick up maybe two of the next three, you're looking at seven wins and that puts you in that 13, 14, 15 middle of the pack in the draft. So there's a massive difference between number five, 
number 10 and number 15, right? Like the changes, the talent you're going to have access to. It also changes what you can do with that first pick because then, you know, you can only move back so far or you're, you know, to get the type of guy that you want if Ryan Poles is going to make that move. And I agree with you. I think we're looking at, you know, blowing it all up in the off season. Uh, but there is that scenario. If the bears do win out, they have, I think, an 8 or 9% chance to make the playoffs. It's not happening, right? We know it's not happening. But if they do win out, I think the likelihood of Brian Poles getting rid of Eberflus when he's got eight wins is probably not going to happen. But you maybe then start talking about, okay, we're still going to jettison Luke Getze. And then you and know, I had this conversation on the last uh, episode where it's like, well, if Getze goes, then – Fields has got to go because you don't want to do the Jay Cutler thing all over again where you keep changing out OCs. This whole situation in terms of the draft and what the next three weeks brings, which essentially affects the next four or five months in, you know, what's going to happen with the Bears and potentially a massive pivot point. Like, that's why these late games in the season are critical when you're especially either in the playoff hunt, which technically the Bears are, but we know they're not. Or you're in that front part of the draft, right? Like, other than that, like, if I'm, a, let's say, a Vegas fan right now, what do you care, right? You're going to pick somewhere in the middle of the draft. You're not You're going to be good again. And we've seen the Bears historically have this six, seven, eight win team where it's like, well, they're just going to keep being mediocre forever. And I agree with you in this case. I'm like, man, if you're not saying you're going to blow it up or you're not in this playoff race, I, why win this game, right? Well, I know they're going to go play hard because the players are auditioning for their jobs, you know, or other teams. Yeah. Already, but like from the front office perspective, you got to be like, no, right. No, so I'm not that pissed off. From, of a, from a franchise perspective, you don't want them to win. But on the other hand, the best scenario, best case scenario is Justin plays great. Team collapses. They lose. Right. Justin plays great the next game. Somehow, miraculously, they lose, like special teams touchdown or something or whatever, like a muff punt, and they score, and they win. and like uh, Yeah, some fluky nonsense. Right. Next game, Justin plays okay, still lose. Because you want – if 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 the, the end game here is to not keep Justin Fields, then you're going to want to try – what you're going to try to do, right, is essentially say, okay, I want to get as much as I can for him. Mm-hmm. You see, so you're hoping that you still keep high draft capital, right? And then you also have high draft value for Justin Fields. You're, that would be ideal. It's probably going to be somewhere in the middle because if the Bears struggle, it's because probably Justin struggled. And if the Bears win, it's because Justin did really well, you know, besides whatever the defense does, which they've been pretty consistent, pretty consistently very, very good. So it really, this whole team is going to ride with Justin. And we've been kind of riding with Justin for the last half of the season. And we've been, eh, you know, we've been like a 500 team the last half of the season so far. And I pretty much see us as like a 500 team. The problem, be the question everyone's going to ask is with the current staff, the current, and you add some more talent with Justin, are we just still a 500 team? Like, are we going to take the next step? Can, can we get there? Now, I actually heard this on Waddle and Sylvie. Very good point. And I don't know. I'm going to ask you what you think about this. Sylvie's point was the fact that if you had Matt Eberflus as the defensive coordinator 
Or let's say you had Allie, Allen, Allen, I'm sorry, Allen Williams as the defensive coordinator calling the plays, and he's had these late-game collapses on defense for three games. Would you keep Allen Williamson as your defensive coordinator for next year? I think it'd be extremely difficult, and there's a very good chance they probably wouldn't. Okay. And this is the, the, the head here's coach, the, right? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Is your defensive coordinator is your head coach, and that's what he knows is defense. So if you're going to fire your DC, then why would you keep Eberflus as well? The one thing that you would keep Eberflus for is for the fact that at least one side of the ball is playing well, and they are playing well. But I mean, literally, I just I just gave you this scenario. So if based on that premise or that logic that was laid out, even if they win out would you keep Eberflus? personally i would not right and, okay. and that to me that is based on two criteria the first one is i think the decision is made for, at least from my end on justin fields i root for justin fields i want justin fields to be the biggest superstar in the league i just don't it's not going to happen with the bears that's the best way i can describe it and if you're moving on from Justin Fields, then you're probably looking at you're moving on because you have the number one pick. And again, if you can get Caleb Williams or for whatever reason they flip out over Drake May, it's probably going to be Williams, most likely. You you have to move on from Eberflus, from basically the whole thing because it's a matter of I need to get a coach that I know for sure is going to develop this potential you know and it was sean payton that actually used the generational moniker on caleb williams first and i think people kind of you know bandwagon onto that but caleb williams is the best quarterback prospect we've seen probably since lawrence and then you know going back after before that was probably luck right like if you want to see what prime caleb williams is like go look at his oklahoma tape and some of his early usc tape right that's what he can be. The games against uh, Utah and Notre Dame where he struggled, that's the floor, right? But you're looking at a guy who is being compared to, you know, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, and, and you've seen what peak Russell Wilson looks like, right? They got a Super Bowl ring in Seattle and made them a perennial playoff contender, you know, with a top-tier defense. You have to put a coach in place that is going to, be all in on Caleb Williams and do whatever it can to make him as successful as possible. And Eberflus and Getze and company ain't those dudes because he's a defensive coach. Well, I'm, I don't know. I just don't, yes, defensive coach, but good coaches can find people to help their teams. Belichick, defensive coach, found enough offensive coordinators to make Tom Brady good and make that whole offense work. Right, Mike Tomlin, defensive coach, somehow found enough offensive coordinators in his coaching regime, right, in his long tenure there, to make his offense look really good. And somehow they figured out how to make receivers. Except for these last couple seasons. <laughs> well, every 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 coach has a decline. Right, right. But he, but Tomlin was there during peak Roethlisberger, and well, the, the Rome, the Rome eventually falls. 
Yeah. Right. So, but what I'm saying is, so this, I'll give you my thoughts. I'm, I'm right with you about everything you said. And I think the next thing you have to ask people who are like, now nah, we got to keep like, okay, same scenario. I'm going to add a little flavor to it. A little salt, a little pepper. Mike Tomlin is available. So you're telling me that the locker room and everybody's like, man, I like Eberflus. So like, what? Mike Tomlin's available? Yeah, bring yeah, bring him. Andre, <laughs> we're talking Mike Mike Tomlin, Jim Harbaugh, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, right? If for whatever reason one of those four names is available, you back up literally all of Soldier Field full of money to their front door and go, what's it going to take? Yeah. So the question becomes like, you know, there's been discussion in Chicago about Mike Tomlin and, you know, there's been rumors that he might part mutually part ways with Bel- like Belichick. Right. And so then you have essentially, and if, and Harbaugh has been like, he, Harbaugh's doing Harbaugh things, which is like, there's been rumor he wants to go. Then there's been rumors like, I want to stay. And like, you know, he might try to negotiate a better contract. If, with if, Michigan, Michigan, and- if Michigan wins the national championship. I think he's going to go to the NFL because what left? What else does he have to accomplish? I, he really college? wants. He wants. Yeah, you know, he wants a trophy, and right? he wants a Super Bowl. Yeah, so he wants a Super Bowl. So he wants the Lombardi Trophy, not the College World Series Trophy, the World Champions Trophy, whatever. Now, that all being said, it has a little interesting carousel. So we're going to play a quick game of the best jobs next year in football. Okay. And then we can uh, kind of wrap this up and give our predictions. You have, right, us, because we're assuming Iberfus is going to go. Mm-hmm. Got the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Got the Raiders. Most likely you've got Washington. Uh, you're probably looking at maybe the Falcons. Is the Falcons? Yeah, the Falcons are rumored as one of them. Okay. Got the Falcons. The Bucks. Uh, the Bucks. It's another one. As someone who lives in Tampa, I can tell you, uh, if they win the division, Todd Bowles will probably stay. If they don't win the division or make the playoffs, he's probably going. Ooh, that's tough, man. That's tough for. But I mean, you could k- kind of say the same thing for the Flusi, right? Yeah. I um, mean, Pittsburgh Carol- might be open. It's Pittsburgh. You got Carolina, right? So, yeah. and and then maybe the Jets. I would also put the Titans on that list. Titans? And there's been rumors that uh, in Seattle, Pete Carroll might step away. He might might retire, yeah. Okay. You're looking at – that's 11 teams. Yes. And you're usually good for six or seven at minimum, right? Yeah. So we're we're like – we're approaching the upper – oh, we have the Chargers. I didn't even say the Chargers. I know I just said Chargers. You did. did. Yeah. And and I will say of that list that we named off, to me the Chargers is the best job right now. Because you have a proven quarterback, yeah. One B I would say, and I very would say close is us. Theirs because you got a bunch of money. You probably got the number one pick. You've got another first round pick that's most likely going to be in the top ten, right? You've got DJ Moore. You've got a defense, at least talent wise, that has shown that they can play. You, you, you yeah, have you to gotta, you sign Jalen Johnson to make that work. You got to play. You got to play off defense. You got to play right. off defense right now. Yeah. But if you can get another receiver, whether that's in the draft or in free agency, you can beef up the center position. You're probably looking at potentially another guard, depending on Tevin's injury history. 
obviously Cody's leaving, but at least the depth piece there. And then you got to make a decision about Braxton Jones. You got some offensive line work to do, and you're going to need another pass rusher for sure. But your secondary is solid, except, you know, Eddie Jackson. But free safeties you can tend to find in the middle rounds of the draft. Eddie was one, right? Um, you know, there's there's holes you have to fill, but the roster is definitely on the right trajectory. You've got draft capital galore. You know, if you decide that Justin's the guy and you move back, you're going to load the rest of the team up, right? Or you go, I'm not in on Justin Fields, but I like this Caleb Williams kid. The Bears yeah. are the one of the two best jobs. It's It's got to be the Chargers and the Bears. I would – I would actually put the Bears ahead of the Chargers, uh, and I'm not because I'm a homer right now. It's because I think the Chargers' uh, assets, you have a very – cap space is limited. Uh, you're not going to have as good draft capital, and you've got an aging defense. So I think – and you also have a receiving core that's been injury-riddled. And, and Yeah, the Chargers might clubs. end up being a teardown, similar to how the Bears were. Yeah. So, yes, you have, a, you have a key uh, – quarterback component and you can see when 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 literally herbert has kept them competitive at all so it kind of shows you how good he is because when he's not there they are awful uh when he's in i mean they were they won five games they're competitive but they're not that good because again so it's one of those things where yeah you you paid him but because you now paid him Right, he got his contract and, extension, right? Yeah, it definitely makes it more difficult to build around because you're into him for forty million. So I, what I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is that the, the Chargers look really good on the surface because you think you have all this talent, and maybe you can, maybe it's kind of like Denver, like okay, we have all this talent, but it just hasn't worked out, and we can re, reinvigorate them like what Sean Payton did. Make and that's why I said I think Belichick is the front runner for the Chargers. But that's what I'm talking about. So everyone – see, I, I think what ends up happening here is if Belichick parts ways with New England, I think that he slots himself into the Chargers potentially, right? And then you have the Bears yeah, open for these other good. big candidates to come in and, and do. Now, yeah. we're just hoping – this is us talking. If we get like we've – inter- we've interviewed Ben Johnson three times – and we haven't interviewed Mike Tomlin or Jim Harbaugh or anybody. Things are suspect in the Chicago front office. Yeah. Well, I think Ben Johnson will be one of the names on the list. Oh, but I know. Yeah. No, if, if, it, if it's the same retreads of like a Jim Caldwell or, you know, Dan Quinn interviews with the Bears for the third time. And, and I think Dan Quinn probably should have got the job originally over Eberflus anyway. But if we're seeing like these B-list names, like we saw in the Eberflu search, it's like we didn't make the call to Harbaugh. We didn't check with Mike Tomlin's agent. Like, I okay, if Tomlin stays and Harbaugh stays, and that's the, the case, great. But I at least want to hear some rumors that the Bears were kicking the tires a lot more than we're hearing now. Well, I mean, we're gonna see. Like, all this is all projection. But anyways. I'm just saying that that was my condition. You know, if we can get Craig Council from the Cubbies, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe that mojo shifts over to the Bears. Maybe saying. it's it's going to be you know decision time uh, for uh, Ryan Poles, particularly for Kevin Warren, right? Kevin Warren, yeah. yeah. I think Poles is staying. I think so, Poles is staying as well, and it's going to yeah. be a matter of if Harbaugh's Poles stays. I think if Harbaugh 
Like it's the whole if Harbaugh's the coach, he basically gets to pick his own GM. If he wants to keep Ryan Poles, great. If he doesn't, I'm you know I can live with that. I'd rather have Harbaugh than Poles, right? If I have to make a choice between the two, so you know there's a lot of that speculation about what's going to happen, and I think yeah. you know it all breaks down over what happens over the next three weeks. So Andre, what is your prediction for this Sunday? I think the Bears are going to win 24-13. I, for whatever reason, am picking the Cardinals 17-13. Okay. I, I, it's just one of those things of I've seen it so many times. And it's, yeah, I get it. It's a you know, West Coast team or, well, Arizona. But going into Soldier Field in December, the weather in Illinois in – next weekend actually it looks like it might be pretty nice right it doesn't look like it's going to be terrible um i'm okay know, with it, that yeah. like you know it, it might be a in the high 40s and i'm seeing some reports further south it's going to be close to 60 right like in december in illinois last year if you, you know the polar vortex hit the day after christmas it was zero right like it's a drastic difference in the weather and that's you know the midwestern well, craziness but but the craziness might be absolutely go completely 180 by the time Sunday comes around. So, oh, that's also a possibility, right? It changes. So every day. I look at it as that the if it's cold, it still affects the team that's used to warm weather, especially someone who plays indoors. So I think it's still a factor in our benefit. Hopefully, right? Hopefully, it's our benefit. Uh, and we're gonna see. I kind of see the Bears just kind of. I think they're gonna jump out ahead of Arizona, and I think they're just gonna grind them out and tire them out and then just be able to just impose their will on them. Having Tevin Jenkins out on concussion protocol. I mean, he got knocked out. Like I saw the replay yeah. when he hit, he hit the turf like he face first. Yeah. He, was, he was out. And then you can tell he was getting up. He's like, what state am I in? right?" Oh now? yeah. He was walking off and he, you could tell he was just glassy eyed. So, I mean, yeah, I, I do not expect him to play. No, he's, he, and he, sh- and, to be, and to be all fairness, they might shut him down for the rest of the season. He shouldn't play. At, at least this game, he, I would not like. He cleared protocol. Like, uh-uh, not not nope. what I saw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're so we're good. Why don't you go read this, Doctor? I think hopefully doctor. he'll be good the next game. But you never know with these things. But having him out, that's the next factor because it with is him especially in the game, when running the ball is critical. And that's yeah, what I'm saying I'm leaning the car. I'm taking the Cardinals. Okay. Because I don't think the Bears can run the ball effectively. I took Cleveland last week, and in there. unfortunately, I was right. So, yep. So, other games we're keeping an eye on, and obviously, the the front end of the draft now is where the eyes turn. New England at Denver. We actually, I mean, lose. New England's going to lose. New England's going to lose, and then you've got uh, Green Bay going to Carolina. Green Bay is going to beat him. I agree with you. And it's one of those things of I'm not rooting for the Packers to win. I'm rooting for the Panthers to lose. <laughs> like that's how I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I get it. I'm like, I need a loophole here. Like every other week I'm like, Green besides Bay. the draft games, you've got like a lot of playoff contention games. Um, and obviously the best game probably is going to be that Dallas Miami game. Da- well, you also got Baltimore, San Francisco. Oh Monday, yeah. Right? Which yeah, to those, me that's, those- those two, yeah. The hysterical thing before we get out of here, I was looking at the the TV markets, right? Yeah. Outside of Illinois and outside of Phoenix, 
everybody else is getting Dallas Miami, <laughs> right? Or they're getting uh, you know the CBS game, uh, but on Fox, it is Chicago, Phoenix, and everyone else is getting Cowboys Dolphins. Well, thank God, thank God, I've got NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? That's gonna be. Otherwise, answer. I'd be watching Jacksonville and Tampa Bay. So yeah, uh, well, yeah, you up in in you know in the Panhandle for sure, right? Uh, interesting one tonight between New Orleans and the Rams, right? Two teams fighting for their playoff life. That is probably I think, what I will be. And they're good on stories. I yeah, I think they're good stories. I think uh, and you get I think prime the Rams, vision, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think the Rams. I mean, I think the Rams are kind of stepping it up. Like they're they're kind of making a little bit of a run here. They're getting hot at the right time. And I'm telling you right now, Michael Stafford is activated. He looks like he, he is looks finally so healthy. good right now, and it makes you realize, like, oh yeah, this guy is a premier quarterback. The, in this the Rams, if the Rams somehow backdoor their way into the playoffs, they are going to be a tough out. They're a dangerous team. There's no right? doubt about it because they're going to go in hot. Uh, I would other- actually be. I'm, I'm kind of interesting seeing that if the Giants can hang with the Philly and they're going to stay hot as well. Again, the reason why I say that is because Giants being five and nine, they're one of those teams that we're competing with for our draft pick um, to see where that goes. So, you know, we want some five and five win teams to start winning. So that way we could ins- like, you know, we want, we got, we want the Washington to win, right? We want teams. We want some teams that are near us to start to filter away from us. So that way, even if we do pick up a win, we don't drop so far in the draft. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, funny enough, you get the Monday night or the Monday matchups on Christmas Day this year. And I remember growing up in the 90s watching the Jordan eras. Christmas Day was always the NBA's day, right? And if you notice this year, the NFL is like, nope, ours. We're giving you the Raiders and the Chiefs at one I'm going to give you New York and Philly at four, and then I'm going to give you Baltimore, San Francisco. Three Monday night, three Monday games. It's three Monday games, and they're running the full normal times, you know, the one, the 4.30, and the 8.15 Eastern time slots. It's like it's basically Sunday part two. Yeah, Yeah, it's just essentially Sunday part two, right? Right. And you got Saturday games, right? You got Cincy, Pittsburgh at 4 o'clock on Saturday, and then Buffalo. How can the players – how can the players – not throw a fit. How do they recover? I don't know. Like you're all it's over the place. Crazy. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, like you normally get, but the games are more spread out. And I think that's part of the reason the Bears got bumped to the late time slot. Um, yeah. So here, here's another question, right? And and maybe this might, this might be the last question for you. How is New England, Denver not get flexed out? Yeah. I, I get, they got big national followings. I think, and what game you can't flex one of the Monday games in. So what? No, but you, I would flex. I would have flexed the Dallas Miami game in. Yeah, and taken them out. Yeah, I I guess. I mean, that's that would have been my my choice, right? Like that's the only other option on on Sunday that you're really looking at. I I think the only reason you have that maybe you got this whole, you know, uh, narrative going about Belichick and is he going to stay? And so I think Belichick's future is one of the draws for that time slot. It's really not about the game because there's the team New England's not really good. And then Denver is kind of like, you never know, but they're getting better. They're playing better. I'm not sure if they are better, but I think it's the whole drama, right? I think they're, it's like watching a soap opera. 
So you're putting oh, the, the, the soap opera why. on prime time. What is I it? I know why. This is the Sunday nighter that's not on ESPN. It's on NFL Network. Oh. Oh, no. Sunday night was always on NBC. Yeah. So I th- NBC might be doing some Christmas with the Rockettes special instead of New England. They're like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> so oh, maybe. But it is the Sunday night game. I, I still figured you'd. I think the NFL would draw bigger, right? Especially if you put freaking, you know. If they put three games on Christmas, what do they care about Sunday night and, and yeah, whatever? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And so NBC, obviously, I think may have something else going on on Sunday night. So, you know, that, that could be the reason why um, yeah, that game did not get flexed. I, I was just looking at this. I'm like, wait, that's NFL Network. That's not NBC or ESPN. What is this nonsense? So, well, hey. You got you're taking the Bears. I'm taking the Cardinals. I, All right. I, this is one of those like, I hope I'm right because I kind of want the Bears to lose this game, even though I hope I'm wrong because obviously I, I don't like rooting against you know the Bears. But yeah, this is I'm okay. Way- I'm okay with them like just saying you know what, let's just take these next three games, get on a high, figure some stuff out, like get some players sorted, get them some more reps and get out of the season, hopefully, you know, injury, relatively injury-free, and then get them on a winning streak and then end the season. Like, I'm okay with that. I agree. Uh, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of ways where this thing could end really well, and so that's that's good for the Bears and for their fans. It is, right? There's It's, it's you know, you miracle your way in the playoffs or you maybe increase your draft and look forward to next year. So there's a lot of right. variables here. Right. If you fall completely off the cliff, you get good draft picks. If you come in and you, you're roaring to the end and you come on in a high, you feel good about the season and maybe next year, right? All of these things could be, if you look at them in a certain way, not bad. Not you know, That's good. Yeah, it, it, I think it's one of those things of all the bear story will be written in the postseason and not the playoffs, right? Yeah, it's going to start, what you know, Black Monday through the combine through the draft that's when the bears are going to lead the news in the nfl so absolutely yeah especially know. on black friday if or black monday they cut ties with Eberflus and the whole staff then the bears then, will be, and oh, they have the number one pick if those two things happen the bears will dominate the coverage the national for the coverage for a while yeah yeah because then it's going to be what do you do with fields well you know who's the coach Is it, it, yeah it'll it'll all switch once the coach gets brought in and then, you know, what Poles might do, like he did last year, if he happens to trade out of the first pick early, if they keep fields or something, right, then that the team who's got the first pick then becomes the national coverage, right? Yeah. So whoever – it's like – it's all – but we'll get to that when we get to that. And let's just – we got only four more weeks of – three? Three more Three. Three left. Oh, my gosh. Three left. This season's gone by quick, you know, and it if has, you saw it – all we spent all season and Chicago media spent all season talking about Justin Fields and what the Bears and here are we doing. are. Well, nothing just, has really just, been decided. Nothing's yeah. been decided, and wait till what the next couple of months are going to show you, right? Yeah. When the when the folks in Bristol pick up on it, so, just when you think you get out, they get you back. They in, pull so. you back in, man. And on that note, Andre, it is time to say goodbye to the people. See ya.